From the Ron McKeefery Podcast Network, I'm Isaiah Castilleja, and this is Iron Game Chalk Talk 2.0. In this episode of Iron Game Chalk Talk 2.0, Coach Ramey talks to us about her role as both an active strength and conditioning coach and an administrator for the entire athletics department, the importance of understanding different cultures with different sports teams and how to adapt to the team and not change the team, and what it means to be in an elite group of master strength and conditioning coaches. All this on another episode of Iron Game Chalk Talk 2.0. This episode is sponsored by BetterHelp. Being a strength coach is difficult. And someone once said on our podcast, we pour so much into helping our athletes become better, but we forget who's pouring back into us to help us become better. Without a healthy mind, coaching on the floor, programming, and maintaining the juggling act that we call life can be difficult. The good news is the therapists at BetterHelp are here to help you. Therapy can be whatever you want it to be. Maybe you need the tools to help you keep motivated, or maybe you're feeling burnt out from long days in the weight room, or you just need someone to talk to. BetterHelp is a customized online therapy that offers video, phone, and even live chat sessions with your therapist at a time that works for you. We have a very busy schedule as a strength coach, and the last thing we need to do is be driving to an office and sitting in a waiting room. Simply log into your account and message or speak to your therapist from anywhere at a time that works for you. It's much more affordable than in-person therapy and you can start communicating with your therapist in under 48 hours. BetterHelp also assesses your needs and will match you with one of over 20,000 therapists in their network. Join the millions of people who are seeing what online therapy is really about. It's always a good time to invest in yourself and make your mind your best asset. We train to keep our bodies strong and resilient. Now it's time to invest in our mental health too. And as a special offer to Iron Game Chalk Talk 2.0 listeners, you can get 10% off your month of professional therapy at betterhelp.com slash chalk. That's betterhelp.com slash C-H-A-L-K. And thanks again for BetterHelp for sponsoring this episode. If you're a strength coach or trainer and tired of using Excel, then you need to check out Team Builder. You already know who they are. Team Builder is the online strength conditioning software for strength coaches and personal trainers. No matter what your setting is or how many athletes you're training, you can log into Team Builder and write programs, build questionnaires, and access athlete and client performance data. Go completely paperless and program through Team Builder's TV mode, their weight review function, or the mobile app that comes free with every subscription. Start your 14-day trial for free today by using the promo code CHALK, that's promo code C-H-A-L-K, to become part of the hashtag Team Builder Nation alongside with six NCAA national champions, three NCAA runner-ups, Super Bowl champions, and many other championship teams. With affordable subscriptions for personal trainers to personal organizations and professional organizations, everything in between, Team Builder is a company that puts the customer first. If you're still not convinced, schedule a 30-minute demo with Team Builder Expert on teambuilder.com and see what they could offer you. Hewitt and the staff at Team Builder are standout individuals and their product is phenomenal. Check them out. 
Welcome back, everybody, to another episode of Iron Game Chalk Talk 2.0. Today, I'm joined by Coach Sarah Ramey. She is currently the Deputy Athletic Director of and Director of Athletic Performance at West Texas University. Prior to this, she was an Assistant Strength and Conditioning Coach at the University of Colorado. She And she also has had stops at Kansas State University and Mike Boyle Strength and Conditioning. Welcome to the podcast, Coach. Thank you for having me. Looking forward to the conversation. Yes, definitely. Can you tell us a little bit about your role at West Texas? Because I know you've been there, you know, what, for, you've been there for a while and you've been able to establish yourself on multiple different roles and, and, and jobs there along with being a strength coach. So tell us a little bit about all the roles you got going on at West Texas. Uh, yes, sir. You know, I wear several different hats here at WT. Um, started the strength conditioning program back here in 2007 and have been able to grow the staff here. And then um, in the past few years, um, I've been able to add senior women's administrator and then more recently was given the title of deputy athletic director, um, which has been fantastic because I'm in a unique position where I'm still in the weight room every day, having hands on with student athletes. Uh, I can keep my finger on the pulse of all of our teams here at West Texas A&M and then also um, have have voice um, in some of those administrative meetings and then not only at our institution, but on the Lone Star Conference level. No doubt. And, you know, you, you touched on, on a thing there, and I think a lot of strength coaches fear it is becoming an administrator. And I think a lot of, and I know the concept of it, because even the conversation with me is if I become a deputy athletic director, if I become assistant athletic director, it'll take me out of the weight room but you can have both. And I think it's important. So could you talk a little bit about being both a high level administrator as well as being a strength coach? Uh, I think I'm in a unique position because I have such an amazing athletic director to work with. Um, and I've been able to grow that relationship in my time here. Um, it's, it's kind of the best, best of both worlds to get to wear sweats to work, have to wear normal flows a lot more often, uh, which is great too. Um, but it gives us an opportunity to, um, share our vision, uh, from that top down view that we all have to have because we work with every single sport program on campus and then, um, being able to have a voice of a strength conditioning coach in the meetings with all the other athletic directors in the Lone Star Conference, um, and then also being able to apply for positions on the NCAA level uh, was named to the NCAA D2 track and field committee uh, as a South Central region rep. So I rep the Lone Star Conference and the RMAC, two of the best track and field conferences in the country. Uh, so that's, um, you know, being on those committees, getting to meet new people, uh, but without having that administrator title before I haven't, wasn't able to apply for those committees. My, my ultimate goal is to get on competitive safeguards, uh, which is the all commit, all division, um, committee to, to get a strength coach on there, even if I might have a slightly different title at the time. Yeah, no doubt. And I think, I think that is great to be able to, give the voice of a strength coach to the big picture of everything and let people know. And you also manage sports medicine. So what is it like to be able to be the boss of so many different like departments? I, I think it, 
has been, I've always had a great relationship with all of our sports medicine practitioners here. Um, we've always worked side by side and I think it helps eliminate that silo effect that can happen, you know, and I think we're also unique at division two where, you know, our staffs are smaller. We, we have quite, we do have a big sports medicine staff in comparison to other D2s, but being able to, you know, me oversee all of us, make sure that we're all working together. We all have the same goal and that's to make sure that our athletes are available uh, to our, to our sport coaches for practice and games. Um, and so we're all working towards that same goal. And, um, the, our athletic director feels like our two departments, sports med and athletic performance are the backbone of our department. And we go as our two departments go. So we have to prepare our student athletes and, um, being able to do things together, um, get to know those, especially the GAs that we have coming in. You know, I have different, I work with five different sport programs still. So I have different people that I work with, uh, for each of those teams. And then, you know, especially the past two years with COVID, our director of sports medicine and I, Luke Casper, were in charge of all of that. So putting together all those protocols, communicating what was going on. Um, and then I also I'm on the I communicate all of the COVID medical advisory information back to all of the Lone Star Conference administrators uh, to see if we need to make any changes as a conference and just make sure that everybody's up to date on that. Um, and I think that you know, getting that information. I also pass all of that along directly to all of the Lone Star Conference athletic performance coaches, um, because sometimes that information gets sent directly to one of the athletic trainers or administrators on a campus and doesn't get funneled down to us as a strength coach. And that, that makes me mad, honestly, Um, because we're we're all working towards the same goals and should be privy to that same information. Uh, So make sure that those guys um, all get passed along that information so that if they have any questions or they've already got it when they go to sit down with their athletic trainer or one of their administrators and they're talking about making changes they're like well why aren't we making this change when this changed with the medical advisory group so maybe you've ruffled a little feather a few feathers there but you know, I, I feel like we we deserve to have that information as well as as strength conditioning coaches no absolutely and i think that's it's always a good thing to have like your voice and you're willing to speak up for strength coaches and, and let other, I guess, departments or other parts of the conference know like, Hey, we, we need this information too. And we we're, we're trying to build something similar. Now you're also have a prestigious title of being a, a master of strength in MSCC with the CSCA. What is it like being an MSCC or, and, and also what is you seeing kind of our industry going, having been committed to our profession for as long as you have and seeing, you know, I, I, I think I've saw you, you've helped proctor some of these SECC, uh, uh, when they go to take their, their test of the practical and all that. So what is it like being on that side of things as well? Not, not only just in like the Lone Star or our region, but you're also like nationally with one of our governing bodies. Um, you know, I love the CSCCA. It started a couple of years after, or maybe a year or two before 
I got into the field. Um, so my, my certification number is pretty low. Yeah, uh, no doubt. Yeah. We won't talk, we won't talk about that, uh, <laughs> right. but you know, being, being a master strength coach, part of that group, um, first off, there's only 20 something women, um, in that group. Um, I remember the first female breakfast we had that I went to, there was maybe 13 females there. And now those breakfasts are huge, which is awesome. Um, and just kind of seeing that group grow and change as people come and go in the field, uh, which I think is probably similar in any sport coaching field. Um, but you know, the, being able, being on the other side of the table, so to speak for that exam, it's, it's really eye opening uh, to see, you know, what I can do better as a a director of a department to prepare my people. Fortunately, all the people I've sent to take the test have passed with flying colors. Um, uh, But that's, you know, just to watch. And then you, you also walk away from that going, man, that kid is a stud. Like, I'm going to follow their career, you know? And so, uh, being able to watch, you know, the different ways people program, cause you get to see their program that they submit. And then also just, you know, the verbiage that they use on the coaching cues, which there's only so many ways that you can slice that up, but just their ability to communicate and how that's changed over the years. I think we see that with our student athletes too, um, whether it's lack of eye contact or, um, inability to really get their point across or they hear you, but they don't listen. That's my favorite. Uh, That's, I think that's been, been great. And I think with the change, I mean, Chuck and Becky did an amazing job running the CSCCA for as long as they did, but I'm really excited about the direction of the organization uh, with Sandy and Scott and Al Johnson, you know, changing things around and putting more emphasis on different areas. I'm really excited about where that will go uh, with how they're going to help change, you know, maybe the way that strength conditioning is looked at, but also work together, you know, with NSCA and, you know, cause we're, we're all, we're all after the same goals. There's just, you know, different, I guess, factions, so to speak of areas of interest where, you know, CFCCA is primarily collegiate and, and professional, whereas the NSCA has just such a broader range of professionals, but you know, the number one goal of anybody in either of these fields is promoting health and wellness and, and you know, people to, to be healthy and resilient. We'll be right back. Woodway is a company that has been designing and building treadmills and equipment for the long run since 1974. Each of their treadmills is designed with the revolutionary slap belt running surface, which is both lightweight and durable. It is specifically designed to absorb energy at the point of impact, eliminating harmful shock to joints and connective tissues. 100% of the NFL, NBA, and MLB teams and 60% of NHL teams utilize Woodway products to optimize their training. Woodway's curved treadmill was released in 2009 and boasts a completely self-powered manual training experience that does not require any electricity. This unique piece of equipment allows athletes to run at any pace they choose and burn up to 30% more calories than the regular treadmill. Other unique offerings from Woodway include the Curve Trainer, Curve XL, Forefront, and Pro Treadmills. Each treadmill offers features that are fit for every athlete. 
The silent and energy efficient product from Woodway has resulted in 50% electricity savings for owners. If you're looking for equipment that is built to last and will improve and provide each of your athletes an experience like no other, check out Woodway today at woodway.com. No, I think that I think that's great. And I'm glad you brought that up because I have both certifications as well. And and it was unique when I was talking, I think I was talking at my old, my previous place I was at talking to one of the athletic trainers and like, why do you have two dueling certifications for like, which one is like, which, and I was like, that's a very good question. And I, I've heard both sides of the story and I knew a little bit about the history of, you know, when where the NCAA was trying to mandate like which stuff, which certification we had. And then eventually it's just like either one works. Uh, and I think you, you nailed it on the head. we got to work together no matter what it is. We're, we're promoting the same thing. We're, it's the same position. I think it's, it's good to hear uh, the people higher up being saying like, look, look, let's work together. Cause it doesn't really do much to have dueling factions or just any animosity towards anything else. Like we're trying to promote our profession. Right. I've, I've been an, a member and have both certifications forever now. And uh, they both do amazing things for our field. Um, and I think it's, you know, I'll continue to support what both of them are doing and try to push, you know, eventually maybe be on a board of directors for CSCCA. You know, I, yeah. I don't, I don't know that I feel like now I've, you know, I could have or should have, you know, done more in one or the other sort of or in either one of those organizations. But now at this point in my career, it's more like I'm going for the NCAA level ones, which sure. in turn does help both of those organizations for no me doubt. to be able to have seats at those tables. So, yeah. And I think that that's great because the NCAA is what, I mean, dictates everything for collegiate sports and there's no way around it unless you just get out of collegiate sports or go professional or anything else. So I think that's, I think that's great that you're able to see that broad picture and, and again, give strength conditioning coaches, you know, the potential to be heard on those big macro level conversations. Now you also brought up how much the, female side of our profession has grown from when you first got there to where it is now. And I think it's, it's great. And females are still definitely a minority as far as overall full-time coaches in compared to the males in our profession. So what is one piece of advice you'd give to a female strength coach listening to this? And I also want to tie it in with the question of how did you make it work? Cause you were, for 11 years the head strength conditioning coach for West Texas football. And I think that's a very cool story that, you know, you know, there's not very many females who are not only just strength coaches, but like strength coaches of the football team. And I think that's a very, you know, powerful story. So you can go a little bit about what it was like to be the head strength coach of the West Texas football team for 11 years, and then also advice to females trying to break into the profession. Uh, well, I think 
getting to start at Kansas State and Colorado working with football, just getting thrown into the fire. Uh, those guys were awesome. Um, they didn't ever look at me any differently. I was I was a coach just like everybody else. And that all stems back to the two head football and straight coaches that I worked under. Uh, so that's Gary Barnett and, and Coach Schneider, two legends in college football. And then I worked for Rod Cole and, and Greg Finnegan and then Jeff Pittman for one year at Colorado. Um, so, you know, it all, it all stems on how they, they treated me and the expectation that was set for those guys. So I guess I was fortunate that I didn't know any different. Um, and then when I took over here, it was, it was really just showing up for that first workout. And yeah, I had plenty of looks of, Oh, who's this chick trying to tell me how to do a clean, you know? And I, I've had conversations with guys from that first group about that. And they're like, yeah, that was my bad. Uh, but, you know, it really is just, you know, getting them out, doing a dynamic warm up on one of our first days running. And, you know, man, I felt so much better today. And just, you know, the the feedback and just and I was also very fortunate when I got here, the junior and senior class leadership that was on that football team was was incomparable. Um, there, there's so many guys in that group that went on to play at the NFL level uh, and just or get an opportunity at least, and was one of the most success, successful classes that we've had come through. And then, you know, after that, there's been more of that. But, you know, it it really was just those guys respecting me as a human being. It didn't matter if I was a male or a female. And then, you know, just holding them accountable and setting high expectations. And, you know, they took pride in working hard and those first several summers, you know, I'd have over a hundred guys here. And sometimes I'd, I had two GAs and sometimes I wouldn't have a GA. So just, just be me and two groups of hundred or 50 plus or 60 plus, or, you know, everyone doesn't, nobody wants to come to the early morning. So I have 70 to 80 in the afternoon group and here we go. But um, just, do the best you can with what you have um, and just throw yourself, throw yourself in there and, and get after it and coach. I mean, I, you know, the title coach is so special, whether it doesn't matter what, what area you are in. And it all comes back to being a teacher, um, a teacher and a mentor and um, showing, showing them that you care and, I, that's that's pretty much it. I think for any any female strength coaches, the biggest thing is to be yourself, to not try to be anybody else. Um, it, it depends on the sport that I'm coaching here. Like my personality has to change. After my first three years, I took over baseball, and having had played volleyball at Wichita State, I knew I knew all about those baseball personalities. Yeah, yeah, no um, doubt. <laughs> I knew I knew that I could not treat them the same way as I did the football guys. That, that was not going to happen. They would have shut me off immediately. Um, so take different approach, and you know you have to know your audience. I think, and that still goes today with with any team that you work with. Know your audience and you know, the culture of, of that, whatever that head coach might have already instilled or, you know, the upperclassmen, you know, you might have a bunch of go-getters that they, they want you after them every single day. 
doesn't matter. And then you might have a group team that's a little more laid back and it doesn't matter. You don't, you don't have to get after them. They come in, they get their work done. I think it's kind of that way with any female team, give them their workout. They, they roll, they knock it out. Um, But, you know, I think you just have to, you don't have to change who you are, but you just might have to change your approach based on the personality of those teams. You know, your, your personality isn't changing. You're still holding the same standards holding them accountable, um, having your high expectations, but you know, you just, you might, the, the fill of the room might change based on who's in there. Definitely. And you had also, you were the, you built that program at West Texas, correct? Yes, sir. What is it like doing that? Cause I know it's one thing to go in and when there was somebody there before you, it's just, change the culture or just adjust a few things and then go about your way. But what is it like building something from scratch? Cause I know I, at Metro state university where I was before I was the first one there as well. And it's a completely different ball game when there's nothing there before and you're the first. So what was it like being the first strength coach at West Texas? Uh, drinking from the fire hydrant. Really? <laughs> nice. Yeah. Uh-huh. Yeah. You know, like just figuring it out. And I was so, I was still really young in the field and in years anyway. So learning as I went, making adjustments, trying to, you know, figure out what was, what I needed to do next. Um, But I think you also have the advantage of those kids just had their sport coach as their strength coach. And so giving them a different voice it's not their sport coach and you're doing things that are going to improve their performance or make them more resilient and help them for their sport. I think, I think that's a huge advantage. So as hard as it is, and as, as many challenges as you face, um, those, the first couple of years, as you know, are, are the hardest, but then once you get the first couple of years in, it's just the way that you do things. And so all of your new student athletes come in and the upperclassmen help, right? They can help coach. They can help teach. They, that's just how we do it. We show up on time. Our shoes are tied. Like, you know, all the little things, uh, they, the new one, new kids don't know any different because that's just the way things are done. And, you know, things might be different between myself and my assistant coach Kozak and our, and our other staff, but, for the most part, there's, there's certain things that just, this is the way we do it. And it's been like that now. And, and it might not, it's not, it's not going to change. There's certain things that aren't going to change. Definitely. And what is it like when you got there working with the head coach? Cause I know we got two fronts that we I don't want to say battle, but there's two things we have to maintain is our relationship with the athlete and how we go about instilling our program, but also the relationship with the head coach. And I know sometimes when you're the first coach there, or I'm sure there's been a ton of coaches hired on as head sports coaches since you've been there and they kind of bring their own expectation or previous experience about what it's like working with a strength coach. So what's it like, or what do you try to go? How do you handle the relationship with the head sport coach? I think, well, one, if they, if you know where they're coming from and might maybe know someone that they worked with before, that'll help. 
uh, or they know coaches that have been here previously and have already potentially heard about you. That also helps. Um, I think the biggest thing is, yeah, there we, we have a lot of things that we like to do, but there's always, there's always room to compromise. Um, and so trying to find the middle ground, um, cause I, there's certain things that, and there's certain things about certain sports that you're never going to change. I never thought I'd get our, our baseball team away from running distance, but it, it happened, you know, like that's, you know, those, they evolve, we evolve. Um, and just like anything, it's all cyclical. Right. And so everything comes back on trend eventually. So you just have to, you know, it's, it's just like fashion. Right. And even though I have no clue, but like, you know, in our field, things are cyclical and things are things trend based on, you know, maybe what offense people are running or what, you know, the, the style of the game at the time. Um, so I think just finding those, those points of compromise and, you know, if you're running into a brick wall, you're going to have to change something. Otherwise you're going to keep running into that brick wall. And so I, I, I don't know if that's a benefit of being a female is not having a gigantic ego um, compared to maybe some of our, my male counterparts. Uh, but like it, you can't keep fighting the same battles over and over when, when you're, you're and the sport coach's ultimate goal is to win. And so that's that's what it comes down to is win and have kids graduate and be successful. Yeah, no doubt. And I think, you know, that's important. I've heard it from multiple different strength coaches and made a say, you know, they may have said it a, a different way, but it all comes down to the same thing. Just, you know, pick and choose your battles and then, you know, realistically compromise when it's the whole point is we got to win and we're here for the athlete. And that's what it's going to come down to. The iron game chalk talk 2.0 podcast is brought to you by play. Listen in on a conversation with plays global director of performance and education. Coach Mike Buley. Coach Buley describes the vision of how play will continue to be the company that will propel the innovation of the strength and conditioning profession forward. Well, after 22 years of, of coaching, I've learned that connection trumps communication and that it's not enough for coaches to know that you care. And I think you got to take that a step further. They need to experience that you care. And I've always been a coach that tried to be more tra uh, transformational than transactional. And so with that awareness in mind, too, I always enjoyed working and learning and talking to other people and, and coaches and developing that camaraderie. I've always made myself available to the community because I remember how hard it was too to try to get a crack into this this profession. And uh, I promised myself if ever I was given a shot, I would never take advantage of that. I always allow myself to uh, help other people uh, chase their dreams in this profession. It's been very good to me. Play is a company that will help your strength conditioning program find solutions for all your needs. Review second best and check them out at play.us for more information. Thanks everyone for listening. Thank you to our great guests for taking the time to share their experiences. Thank you to Play and Team Builder for being great companies that help our profession. And most importantly, thank you, the listeners. 
please find us on social media at Iron Game Chalk Talk 2.0. Find our show notes on wherever you listen to your podcast. Leave us a rating, comment, and subscribe. And don't forget to say hi. It's great to hear from coaches from around the country. Talk to you all next week on another episode of Iron Game Chalk Talk 2.0.